I think our mortgage clients do this when they'll choose a low rate mortgage that potentially has you know more restrictions or fees because they don't think their future self's ever going to worry about those things. But how many of you have seen clients come in and go, oh my gosh, why did I choose this? I can't believe this. What was I thinking? They're distraught about the whole decision they made at the time because they weren't worried about their future self. They're worried about themselves today. So that's kind of one of the ways that I see it showing up in you know the mortgage conversation. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the Mortgage Brokering Podcast. I'm continuing my 10 months a month series. This is a tactical podcast I produce every week. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. And today I'm going to share with you hyperbolic discounting. What is it and how we tend to favor short-term rewards over long-term bigger benefits. But before we jump into that episode, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application document collection and submission platform that we use at our brokerage as well as I've seen a lot of our coaching clients use it as well. The reason they like it and the reason we like it is it's really simple to use. Clients find it easy. Brokers find it easy to use. So go check out Finmo. It's got some really great features with it. Finmo.ca slash ILMB. Let's jump right into today's session. So as I said before, I'm doing a series called The Science of Brokering, where I'm taking a principle from psychology or sociology, and then I'm trying to figure out how you can use this to help you run a better, more productive mortgage business. This current series is all about cognitive biases, which are these evolutionary shortcuts that were really helpful in making decisions when life wasn't as complex, but they can go against us and we can make not as good decisions. And so the one today is called hyperbolic discounting. And so basically it's a bias that we have where people will tend to choose a smaller immediate reward rather than a larger reward later on. And so an example of this was, you know, they said, hey, do you want $100 today? Or do you want $120 in a week? And most people take the $100 today. It's kind of like, I'll take the 100 bucks today, thanks. They had another group of people and they said, hey, will you take $100 in a year from now? Or would you take $120 a year and a week from now? And everybody chose, well, I'll take the 120 It's the same amount of money, right? So you'd think rationally, be like, well, I'm going to get $20 more for seven days or 20% more for seven days. We should make the same decision, but we don't because we will always value things that are immediate and that we can get our hands on today. So it can result in some poor decision making because it incentivizes impulsivity and immediate gratification. You know, you probably heard about the Stanford marshmallow test where they put a marshmallow in front of a little kid and said, hey, if you can not eat this, when I come back, I'll give you another one. And then the kids are, you know, trying to not eat it. And they found that, you know, fast forward 20 years later, the kids who had trouble with, you know, that would eat the marshmallow had typically lower SAT scores, higher BMIs, like they tended to do not as well in life because they couldn't delay that gratification. There was another study done where high school dropout rates. So there was a state where they basically said, look, we're seeing the dropout rate. This was in the 90s. Dropout rates are really high. And so because these kids were thinking about to now, they're like, I just want to have fun now. I don't really care about future me. I'm thinking about me today. And so what they did is in order to create an incentive for them to stay, they said, if you drop out of school, you're going to lose your driver's license. So as soon as they did that, the school dropout rates dropped by 30%, you know, and it's not because everybody all of a sudden was like, I'm going to stay in school. It was like, hey, I'm going to lose this immediate benefit if I drop out of school and they were trying to engineer these kids to stay in school. So it's really interesting how this is something that we can all fall susceptible to. And why it happens is that ultimately we're present moment bias. We'll always take the small reward now. Our brains are wired to choose the immediate thing. It's kind of like, you know, if you're back in hunter-gatherer days, can I get one, you know, gazelle today or two tomorrow? I'm like, I'm taking one today because I don't know if I'm going to get one tomorrow. And so 
in that case, sure, it makes sense. But when, you know, our hunter-gatherers didn't have to think about investing for their 70-year-old self, they didn't have to think about, you know, the ramifications of a bad diet over the course of the next 20, 30 years and how that's going to show up and you're going to have health issues and you're not going to be able to spend time with your grandkids. And so all of these things can happen. And so the challenge of immediate survival obviously took precedence. And so with this cognitive bias, we go, I'll take less as an immediate rather than more later on. And so how does this show up in your mortgage business or relate to it? And so when I thought about this, you know, the key thing I think about here is that we tend to, you know, there's a really around mindset and goal setting. So we'll set these great long term goals for our business. I want to work less days. I want to take some holidays, you know, all of these things. But we don't end up doing them because we get sucked into the day to day. Or we know there's some things we need to work on in our business, but we don't do them because we'd rather watch Netflix. I should really, you know, go rework this whole part of my business. But Netflix right now seems like a lot of fun and having a glass of wine. You know, you've got to do those things. But when we value the present self over the future self, it's a problem. And so there's a great clip where Marge is talking to Homer about, you know, hey, these kids are growing up. You're not going to spend much more time with them. And then Homer's response is, hey, that's a problem for future Homer. I don't envy that guy, right? Someday these kids will be out of the house and you'll regret not spending more time with them. That's a problem for future Homer. Man, I don't envy that guy. Which is hilarious, but that's what we do to ourselves all the time. We don't, you know, worry about our future selves. I think our mortgage clients do this when they'll choose a low rate mortgage that potentially has, you know, more restrictions or fees because they don't think their future selves ever going to worry about those things. But how many of you have seen clients come in and go, oh my gosh, why did I choose this? I can't believe this. What was I thinking? They're distraught about the whole decision they made at the time because they weren't worried about their future self. They're worried about themselves today. So that's kind of one of the ways that I see it showing up in you know the mortgage conversation. So how do we combat this? So this is great, Scott. We have a tendency to want to do the things that are immediate versus longer term. So I personally, so you know, I have ADD. With ADD, you typically have a high level of impulsiveness, low level of like follow through on long term goals. And so this has been a struggle for me, but what's been very helpful and what has literally changed my whole life, including work and personal, is having a morning routine. And so I have this morning routine that I go through. And one of the things I do in my morning routine is I actually have a 23-year vision for my life. So I've got this written out, what it's going to look like when I'm 70. What am I doing? What does that look like? Of course, I may not live to be 70. You may be like, Scott, that seems crazy. I didn't think I'd live to be almost 50, but here I am. And so I can either not have a plan or I can have a plan. But when I do this, when I look at what I want my life to look at at 70, and by the way, I'm still in the training business because I absolutely love the training business. But then I visualize, I actually picture myself. So it's not enough to just look at this thing. You've actually got to get the emotional attachment to like seeing future self, right? See future Homer and be like, future Homer doesn't want that. Future Homer wants this. So that's the first thing. The second thing I do then is then I go backwards and I look at my next three years and I got this vision that I have for them three years from now. What does that look like? And I get really detailed, you know, and then again, I visualize what that looks like. So then now I've done the 25 year, you know, future Scott, future Homer, and then I do three years. And then I look at my goals, my short term 12 month goals, and that helps me stay on track. And so as a guy who's really struggled with focus and, you know, anybody that's known me for a long time would be like, man, that guy, he's creative, but he can be all over the place. This has been a huge game changer for me. So my encouragement to you guys or my thought is, is that if you can start thinking about your future self, don't be like, you know, Homer, think about your future self, but visualize it, really get into the state of it. So you know what that would look and feel and smell like. It will help you identify with that person and go, hey, I want good for that person too. I don't just want good for the current Scott. I want good for this future Scott as well. And for me, that's been very, very helpful. So hopefully that gives you something to think about. Yeah, these cognitive biases, I love learning about them and then, you know, trying to figure out how they can apply and then how to use them in a positive way in my business and then sometimes how to make adjustments in my life so that I don't fall victim to them. So hopefully you guys have found this useful. If you have, please leave a review. I'd really appreciate that. 
And finally, if you're interested in finding out more about our 10 loans a month academy, we have our $25 million blueprint coming up in January. We only run it once a year. And so if you want to find out all about that, go to get25million.com, get on the wait list. We'll send you an invite when that opens up. So go to get25million.com. And thanks again for checking out this episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.